Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Ben Olson, that's Nathan Fox. We're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. We have an email here from Molly. Hi, Ben and Nathan. I just got my score back from the June 2023 test, and I only did one point better than my ice cold diagnostic in August of 2022. Uh, that was a 154 ice cold diagnostic <laughs> and a 155 uh, 10 months later on the official okay. test. Hmm. This was pretty discouraging, says Molly. My equipment setup didn't go well, and I had to fight with IT for over an hour before my test. And I don't know whether to give myself grace or think, quote, well, if I had enough swagger, this wouldn't have mattered. Why not both? I mean, I think you should give yourself grace. I think you should also realize that the better you get at the LSAT, the less an hour worth of IT struggles is going to really impact your performance on the day. But that doesn't mean you should, like, judge yourself. <laughs> I mean, no, I think we should just, always It's a learning opportunity. Now you, yeah. Yeah. You now know more than someone who hasn't taken the test and gone through your experience. Yeah. I found the demon through your podcast in November of 2022 and haven't studied with anything else. I have bopped between levels besides upgrading from basic as I ran out of tests. I tried a month of live, but felt like I got less dense review per minute compared to self-study. Your comments are welcome on that. I, I, I could comment on that. I agree. I, I think that live is amazing. But I think people need to recognize that class is a different thing from self-study and that you need to be doing your own drilling and your own review. I think you're going to get more clicks per minute. I think you're going to get more impact per minute from your self-study and you should use class as a complement to that. Like class is a place where you ask questions. Class is a place where you get direct feedback, maybe on an issue that you haven't been able to understand without that live help. Class is also a place where you can get motivation. You know, maybe you're not really feeling motivated to sit down and self-study. Okay, well, class, there'll be other people there who are studying alongside you. But yeah, I, I, I don't want anybody to only do our live classes. I think that that's a big mistake. No, I think they're different. It's like different mediums for getting clicks, right? It's very possible that in a live class, you're going to get clicks or realizations. That's what we mean by clicks. Um, things are going to click. They're going to make sense that might not have made sense for a long time just studying on your own. You hear someone say something, you hear a student ask a question that you didn't even think to ask, and then bam, now some things make sense that didn't make sense before. That said, it's also less efficient in the sense that you're listening to people talk about things you totally understand or whatever, right? So yeah. it's like, yeah, you have to do both. You can't just come to live and then be like, all I'm going to do is come to class. No. I would also encourage you to participate in the classes that you come to. Like mm -hmm. when I say, do you have questions? You got to chime in. Even if you got the question, you know, you got it right. But if what I'm saying differs from the way you're thinking about it at all, I think you should bring it up. Yeah, I could be wrong or you could be wrong, but let's talk about it because that could be an area where I'm seeing something that you're not seeing. And if you don't if you don't chime in, you know, oh, I got it right. I'll be quiet. Well, you might be missing an opportunity to learn. You can also chime in in lots of different ways, right? 
You can participate in the chat. If you're coming to my class or Ben's class, you can direct message with Abigail in the background. Abigail is a high priced LSAT tutor and you can take advantage of her for free during our classes in the background. So yeah. you, you know, there's, um, you could make a study buddy, right? You could, uh, you could chime in in the chat and try to answer somebody's question. Yeah. There's lots of things that you could do to make class a more enriching experience, uh, to make sure that you're getting a, you know, more clicks per minute. Yeah. Also, says Molly, I had a hard time making the live sessions and didn't get as much out of the recordings. Eh, the recordings are less participative, so I totally understand that. And if the live schedule, we do have classes seven days a week and we do have classes like morning, daytime and evening. So we try to make it accessible to everybody in all. And they are zones. all recorded. So you, and they are you all recorded. One. Yeah. Yep. So, OK. Um, but Molly, Molly seems like maybe a better candidate for premium than she is for live because she's saying I can't really make the live sessions. I don't get that much out of the recordings. Yeah. Okay, yep. fine. I've been following the recommended study schedule of sections alternating with drilling. My games and reading comp just are not improving. I've been 90 to hundred percent accurate on games after a month of studying, but I'm inconsistently finishing the second and third games. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Molly, don't take the official LSAT again until you're perfect on the games. Yeah, 90% is not great in well, games. 90% is not great. 90% of only two or three games is really not great. Yeah. You know, so Molly, you know, you, if you would have said in class, should I take the official LSAT? I would have said, hell no. Like, what are you doing registering for the official LSAT? If you have not yet mastered the games. So my question would be, Molly, how many games have you done? Remember, there are 400 of them that you can practice in the demon. Frequently, when I ask people, how many games have you done? You know, they're complaining, I'm not improving. And I go, oh, OK, how many games have you done? And they go, so many. And I go, how many? And they go, oh, probably I've done 20 sections. Hmm. Hmm. 20 sections. Okay. Well, we have a hundred sections that you can practice. So you've done one fifth of the preparation that you, that your competitors might be doing. Yeah. Uh, okay. So like all I'm saying is more work to be done. And, um, there's also nothing stopping you from doing all of the games multiple times, which some of our, you know, people who teach for us have actually done. Yeah. And I think sometimes people don't recognize like the, the amount of work that they might need to do if they want to really differentiate themselves on the LSAT. I've been shooting, Molly says, for three passages on reading comp, but I am still dancing around 70s to 80s in accuracy after slowing down and not moving faster than my understanding. Wait a sec. You're, I don't know. These are conflicting claims yeah. here, Molly. You're saying you're shooting for three passages. Right. That, to me, sounds like... You're That's trying your to complete, problem. yeah, complete that many where you don't really have the, the position to do that yet because you're still in the seventies or eighties in terms of accuracy. So you need to, <laughs> you need to just try to aim for hundred percent accuracy and then see where that lands you. Right. Yeah. You, this idea that like, you're gonna have a target of three passages and uh, the only way you can really do that is to be 
doing some time management, right? So Molly probably has an eye on the clock and she's like, okay, I'm going to give myself roughly 12 minutes per passage because I need to do all three passages. And then she's only at seventies or eighties on accuracy. I mean, that's actually really sloppy, Molly. You're not like, you're not doing it because if you're missing 20 or 30% of the questions, that means that there's another 20 or 30% of the questions that you're kind of guessing on, but you're getting them right. And that's not yeah. good. So yeah. you need to be shooting for 90 to hundred percent on reading comp <laughs> and a hundred percent on games. It's like she's drank half of our Kool-Aid, right? She's, she knows that accuracy is important, but she's not yet committed to, Hey, it is the thing. Yeah. You, you have to be accurate. You have to get paid for the work you're doing. Okay. In all three sections, she says, I thoroughly review until I get why I shouldn't have picked the answers I did but my practice test numbers aren't really picking up. Is that thorough review? If you get to where you, I get why I shouldn't have picked the answers I did. That's part of it for sure. But there's two more things that I, I, I would hope that she's also thinking about. Um, are you saying understanding why the correct answer is correct? Yeah. I mean, that's like, like well, why is the wrong answer wrong? That is part yep. of it. Yep. But why is the right answer right mm -hmm. is another big part of it. And I hope that she's also <laughs> seeing that. And then the next thing that I would say is, could you have predicted the answer? It, mm -hmm. it's, it's easier than you think it is. It's not a matter of comparing answers to each other and picking the best one. It's a matter of attacking the game, attacking the reading comp passage, attacking the the lr argument and if you can you're gonna i mean you're gonna start to see through the test where you're gonna know the answer before you even read the question and it i'm i don't know whether molly is like getting to that point in her review yeah so you could end up doing more in review maybe molly but i also want to point out that when you don't get high accuracy on questions you're forcing yourself to then push that work to the review stage, right? Because you're going to get questions wrong and now you have to review them. Yep. I want you to push that effort back into the testing phase. Because if, if you can sit on a question and figure it out before you have any clue, whether it's right or wrong or what the review says or what the explanation says or anything like that, then you're going to get more... <laughs> bang for your buck in the long run. And this is why drilling is so powerful because there's no clock and it's like, go. You have all the time in the world, get these questions right. But you can do the same thing in time sections. You just have to let go of this goal to try to get three passages done in 35 minutes. Yeah, it sounds like Molly is multitasking. You know, she's, she's it takes some students longer than others to really grasp that we are serious, that we only care about accuracy. We don't, mm -hmm. we just don't think about speed. You can't think about speed and think about accuracy at the same time. It doesn't work that way. You have to think about accuracy only and let the speed pick up naturally. And if you're having a goal of finishing three passages or having a goal of finishing three games, you're not doing it. 
you're you're not you're not actually focused on accuracy to the extent that we want you to be. Mm -hmm. Molly continues, my dad and therapist have suggested that it might be time for a break parentheses, if not from admissions total, at least from the LSAT. But at this point in the cycle, a break seems like a bad idea. I've taken a long weekend and a couple days here and there. I'm getting worried that I won't progress substantially in this admission cycle slash ever, which gives me doubt about my chances of success in law school. I graduated in 2020, so my GPA is stuck at 3.494 in chemical engineering, if that helps, which it does a lot. Leaving the LSAT as my only knob to turn for scholarships and a chance of getting to pick where I live while in law school and after. I'm getting exhausted with the process and would like some advice on what to do next since the studying I'm doing is not cutting it. Any sort of tips on more of my weak slash strong stuff, changing my drilling slash section split, managing the mental aspect, more or less time or any other issues you see is very in all caps. Welcome. Best Molly. So there's two fundamental ideas that I think we try to get people to understand when they come to the demon. One, slow down in the test. Two, slow down in your application process. Yep. And really, we need to go further than that, right? Stop thinking about time during the test. Stop thinking about the application cycle when you're going through this process. Yep. I think it, it, it's counterintuitive, Molly. It probably feels like, hey, Telling you to stop thinking about that is somehow going to make it so it doesn't happen. But ironically, that's what is going to make it happen. Because if you can let go of all this stuff about the timeline, you can let go of trying to do three passages in a section. You can just focus on the question in front of you before you even get into review. Yep. Let go of everything and just focus on un you, you are capable of understanding this. The answers are on the page. You just have to find them. Just find them. Yeah. And that might take you 20 minutes for one passage or 30 minutes for one passage. But if you can do it and really get it and be like, ah, I now know the answer and I did it myself without the help of your explanations or review or any sort of hint that I got a question wrong, then you're going to start seeing progress and these things are going to start to happen. And you're like, oh, and that's going to feel good. Chemical engineering is a hard ass major. It, you will get some bonus credit in your law school applications, but you got a lot of credit with me by mentioning 3.5 in chemical engineering. When I read 3.5 in chemical engineering, I go, I have no doubt that your cold 154 will turn into a 160 something, if not a 170 something, if you follow our advice. And <clears throat> I think your problem, because Molly, that you might have this false idea that the LSAT is not evidence-based or that like there's a difference between engineering and this stuff, but your 154 cold shows all the aptitude in the world for this test. And you're not realizing that this test really is quite literal and it's a lot like computer science. I bet Molly had to take some computer science classes as part of that chemical engineering major. And those like it's it's instructions on the page, right? In reading comp, the correct answers are just all in the passage. They're going to ask you, what did it just say in the passage? And you just have to find evidence to answer the questions. You can predict the answer, though, 
which is how you end up going faster is you think it through and you go, what did they say about that? I remember what they said about that. Maybe the answer is as simple as X, Y, Z. Sure enough, X, Y, Z is the answer to the question. That's going to happen a lot. Logic games for somebody who managed a 3.5 in chemical engineering. I have no doubt, Molly, that you can learn to score perfectly on these logic games. It's just a matter of continuing to practice them. But I think Molly's problem is that she's like trying to climb the mountain after this mountain. Yeah. You know, she's thinking about applications before she's done with her LSAT. Yeah. Or another way of thinking about it is she's thinking about the LSAT like this entire mountain instead of just thinking about the one step that she has to take in front of her, which is get this one question right. You know, I bring up this analogy all the time and it's probably annoying to you at this point, but just yesterday I was working out and I'm always trying to do a little bit more than what I did the time before. And this can make me pretty tired. And yesterday I was feeling nauseous on my last set. And I said, where's, where's the trash can here? If I have to throw up, but yeah, Hey, you know, it's all right. Cause I didn't have to. But, I can but see why you out. love working out so much. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some some joy in that. The, uh, like I can push myself that far. Yeah. But anyway, that's not the point of this. The point is is that I I do multiple rounds, and if I there's oftentimes like yesterday when I was pretty tired, when I was thinking to myself, okay, I got one and a half more rounds of these sets. Mm, that can't be good. And and I I do this all the time. And I just say <laughs> yeah. I don't need to do that. I'm not doing that right now. What I'm doing is this next set. And then even then not I even say doing this set. Nope. I'm, I'm making the first step. And then I just think, and then I gotta make this cause I was doing lunges yesterday. So then it's like next step, next step. And then by the time I'm at the end, I'm like, I can do two more. It's fine. But if I think I got to do 18 of these right now, yeah, it's just different. It's harder. It's, it's exhausting. It's like, I don't even have to think about that. Just put it out of my mind and I do it all the time and it always works. Yeah. A long weekend or a couple days here or there might not be enough days, Molly. Take a hard reset. Like there's just no, who gives a shit? Take a week off, take a month off, take a year off. Law school will always be there. And in between now and then you might decide that law school is not actually what you want to do with your life, which very likely would be the best thing that ever happened to you. Yeah. Chemical engineering. I mean, there's so many other possibilities. Jesus, do something in the sciences, cure cancer. You know, like there's just so much other shit that you might be able to do besides going and fighting it out with a whole bunch of English language specialists. Yeah. That said, I have no doubt in Molly's ability to destroy the LSAT eventually. And it maybe she needs some time off. If I play a lot of golf, I get worse yeah. at golf. Like I need to take some time off to come back to it with like a kind of beginner's mindset. You know, forget about all the 10 different swing tips that I have given myself over the last two weeks of playing golf every day. Yeah. And it's like, if I just take a week or two or a month off, I come back to it with like back to basics. I'm going to try to make contact here. Next thing you know, golf feels easy because I've let go of all of these competing ideas that are crowding Mm -hmm. my head. So maybe take some extra time off, Molly. And certainly when you, when you do return to LSAT studying, you just need to remember that it's one sentence at a time, one word at a time. The LSAT is basically easy if you slow down enough to see how it all makes perfect sense. Yeah. Thank you, Molly. Thank Email you. Email daily yeah. at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.